Stop wasting time searching for deals on the guns and gear you want. Let Gundelio do the work for you. Download Gundelio for free, enable notifications, and start saving. You'll find hot deals, exclusive offers, and more. Trigger the deals. Gundelio. Hey, welcome back. It's Gun Talk, and I'm Tom Gresham. If you want to be a part of this, well, just give me a call, 866-TALK-GUN. That'll certainly get you in here. Or call Tom Talk Gun. For some, that's easier to remember. Okay, I'll go with that. As we watch the news over the last few weeks, riots, looting, arson, murder, people taking over parts of cities, declaring them to be autonomous zones. <laughs> oh, I know, it's not funny, but yeah, the, the C- Seattle mayor says, well, it's kind of like a block party. Really? <laughs> oh, gosh. Setting new heights for idiocy. The Seattle mayor. Yes. People barricading the area with their warlord leader with an AK running around, reportedly extorting money from businesses. You pay us or we'll burn you down. Oh, gee, that would be the kind of like the mafia model, right? Yeah, it's just like, you're right, mayor. It's just exactly like a block party. That's, that's, that's what it is. Except that the rest of us are looking at that and going, okay, this is crazy. And we're getting these reports of, yeah, it's coming to the suburbs and there are plans to go into the neighborhoods. And, you know, I mean, some of that is you got to be careful about what you see and and especially what you share in social media, because there's an awful lot of stupid noise out there, just stuff that doesn't make sense. And you're repeating it because it's it has shock value, which is why it got put out there in the first place. If you don't know it to be true and don't have it from a trusted source, I would suggest perhaps you don't pass along some of that stuff. And I don't care if it's a gun store saying, hey, you know, they're coming down here and we're going to have to mount up and bring your guns. I go, yeah, no, you're a little bit out there, dude. If you know the story, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you don't need to. All right, fair enough. 866-TALK-GUN gets you in here. We're joined uh, again by uh, a really interesting writer, guy that has some pretty good insights on a lot of this stuff that I really enjoy reading. Aaron Tao joins us right now. Aaron, thank you so much for being here. Hello, Tom. Great to be back. You bet. So I'm, I'm looking at this article, Why Gun Rights Are Essential in a World of Uncertainty and Scarcity. And, of course, this was... You are prescient because this was written just about a month ago now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that you predicted everything, but boy, you sure were, were right on this. What's your take on it uh, 30 days later? Well, goodness. Well, I mean, we've been following, I mean, we've been, I've been following some of the events going on within the community. I'm sure you know about the record-breaking gun sales. I believe the National Shooting Sports Association reported we added 2 million new gun owners within the last two, three months alone, and 40% of them are women. I right. think that most people, most people, regardless of where they fall on the political spectrum, just seeing what's going on in the world, whether it's the viruses, the potential for civil unrest, are bracing themselves for the worst-case scenario. And it makes sense for you to take, to take in pro, a proactive a course to, to, to ensure the means of your own self, self-protection. And, I mean, I went to my, Cabela, my local Cabela's the other day, and the entire store was cleaned out. And so no matter where you are, I mean, I think people have a, have a, have a spider sense of what, what's going on and just taking the, taking the actions to protect themselves. And 
I mean, yeah, this was before this was before the before the the recent protests and and the riots. And um, I think because of that, uh, there's another good article I read in Reason that said that I mean, gun control is going to be dead for at least another election cycle. Because I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing calls to disband the police, and what regardless of the merits of the issue, I mean, as I pointed out in my article. I mean, the police will not be will be there to to help you out in time, and and that just that just that just that just that's just reality. And you're seeing that people are just taking the proactive steps to protect themselves, and regardless of where they are on the political spectrum, as long as they're responsible, be peaceful, and leave other people alone, they're all within their rights to do that. It's interesting. It's kind of a repeat, to some extent, of what happened with Hurricane Katrina, because the the nation watched live TV. When there weren't any police there, the police were pulled out. They just weren't there. And then the looters and the rioters and the rapists and the murderers were left to go do whatever they wanted to do. And a lot of people went out and bought guns because they said, well, gee, what would happen if that happened here and there were no police? We would be on our own. And they did that. Oh, wow. Well, we may want to get guns. And so I'm seeing the exact same thing happen uh, after the last, over the last 30 days or so, when people are watching on TV and going, wow. Not only are these elected officials telling the police, pull back, let them burn down the police station, but now we have these calls to defund or actually disband the police, and now we will all just be on a warlord basis, a Lord of the Flies kind of a situation. So to your point, Aaron, they're going, well, heck yeah, that's where we're headed. I'm going to go get a gun, and I'm going to buy ammo, and I'm going to get some training. Exactly. So um, I don't know if you're familiar with the economist Robert Hicks, but I had the fortune of getting to know him when I was working at the, at the Independent Institute. And he reposted an, an, an old article of his, and he pointed out in the back in the 1960s and 70s, he went to many civil rights and anti-war protests, and he point and he mentioned that no matter how laudable the cause, every protest movement will draw people who are there for not so admirable reasons. Opportunists looking to steal, loot, just take advantage, mm. and rape, and raise hell. And you're seeing. I mean, I I'm looking at the protest movement right oh. now. I'd like to think most people are 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 being peaceful. They have legitimate grievances, but that but that small segment of people who are there to loot, loot, steal, cause damage, and and what's what's really unfortunate is that a lot of these businesses being looted and destroyed are actually owned by minorities and first generation immigrants. People actually of are sympathetic to, to be sympathetic to your cause. They're not marching out in the streets with you. So it doesn't make sense for them for those people to be attacked, but. If you looked on Twitter, I mean, you probably heard of the famous rooftop Koreans meme, but you're seeing people from all walks of life, Pakistanis, Armenians, Arabs, Persians, African-Americans, forming patrols and organizing security details of their own to protect their their businesses and livelihoods, and they have every right to do so as as Americans. That, 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 That last point is key. As Americans, they have every right to protect themselves and their businesses, and a lot of people, Aaron, are waking up to what we have always known, which is the police have no legal duty to protect anyone. The courts have ruled that over and over again. They would generally be there if they could, but they're not going to be there when it all is going down. They usually are there to either break up the aftermath or write up the report. And so we've actually always been on our own. It's just that a lot of people are now going, wow. Holy cow, I just woke up. Uh, we actually are on our own. We better take 
you know, some action on this. You know, and that kind of leads me to the second wave of all this, which is once you buy a gun, you still are not prepared unless you really know what you're doing with it. And I'm hearing from firearms trainers around the country that their classes are completely booked up. They're swamped. And people call in trying to get uh, private lessons everywhere now. It seems to be the case everywhere. I had, I had a co-worker who works out in the Bay Area, Bay Area in, in California. He, he slacked me the other day saying that there's a wait list going, going for ten, beyond 10 weeks. It, and some automatics are sold out. What is an a, he, can't get an, he can't get an AR or a mini, Ruger Mini-14. The only things available are bolt-action 308s and a handful of pump-action shotguns. So I think regardless of where you are right now, I mean, people uh, people are arming up and just taking the means to ensure their own, their own security. I mean, that's already been reported with the record-breaking gun sales. But another good thing I mentioned in my article is, I mean, we in the gun community, I mean, we're paying attention to it. And this, we, we, we take the time to educate and welcome our welcome. Uh, welcome uh, newcomers. I mean, you can pretty much every gun channel that I'm aware of, like Hickok 45 example, has a very long orientation video for these new gun owners. And I mentioned it near the end of my piece that I'm confident that most of these new gun owners would take the t- will become responsible, responsible law-abiding citizens, learn how to use their weapons, and hopefully become future defenders of the of the Second Amendment. A number of articles I've read, like people who are first-time buyers, liberals especially, were taken aback by the for example, like Texas in California, there's a 10-day waiting <laughs> period. But, they, but they, we want a gun. I want one right now, and just not realizing the consequences of the support of those previous policies. And I think I think I was going to say I, I like the the gun store owner in California where the people were coming in and wanting their guns like right now, like right now. I need my gun right now. So, well, there's a 10-day waiting period. No, 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 no. I want my gun right now. And he said, Well. Did you support uh, all the moves for more gun control? He said, well, yeah. He said, well, this is what you supported. This is what gun control looks like. And they're just aghast at the idea that they, the good guys, couldn't get their guns immediately. People people have no grasp of what they do, but, I mean, experience is the most powerful teacher of them all. It is. So as you crystal ball this thing and look out, where are we going with all these new gun owners? And, you know, as we, I mean, frankly, as we head toward the election, how's it, all of this going to affect that? Well, I mean, there's a, there was a good reason article I read a while back. I mean, he predicts, I mean, because of the influx of new gun owners, the people have confer- is fear, reason, uh, very reasonable confidence about civil unrest. I mean, Gun control is going to be dead for at least one other election cycle. Just given with the with the COVID outbreak, the mm-hmm. security break, the, the security breakdown. I don't think any, I don't as far as I'm aware of. I don't see any Democrat pushing gun control as, as, as top of their agenda right now. Except, of course, uh, Joe Biden has made an important part of his platform with a huge list of gun bans and controls that he wants all listed on his website. So we will we will see you know, what happens there. And of course, out in California. You've got uh, Kelly running for the Senate against Martha McSally, and he is the gun control uh, guy you know, married to Gabby Giffords, except that he hides his gun control agenda and won't mention it in any of his campaigns. So you may be right. Maybe they're going to hide their gun ban agenda until they get elected. Who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, I like to think that the sentiment among the vast majority of the American people is, given everything else right now, you know, with their pay, with people not not getting regular paychecks and just ensuring 
getting the basic supplies and necessities for their families, I'd like to think that gun control is probably the least among their agenda, at least among their top priorities right now. Well, we shall see. Exactly right. Aaron, thank you so much. Aaron uh, Tao, if people want to read more of your work, what's the best way to find you? Yeah, well, my Twitter t- handle is Aaron Tao 2 and my, uh, my articles are published. I, I, I alternate between C, Aerial Magazine, and Quillette, and I've recently been accepted into the Young Voices program, so you should expect me some other outlets as well, and if I publish a new gun article, I'll be sure to forward that to you. Sounds good, but keep us posted if you would, please. Thank you, sir. You, you be safe out there. All righty. All right, 866-TALK-GUN. As you look at all of this, we have millions more new gun owners, some who have come kind of from the anti-gun side. What's your take on the political landscape out there? Also, of course, as always, what have you been shooting, looking for your range reports? And if you're thinking about buying something, I think I can help you out with that one. 866-TALK-GUN. For more than 70 years, Timney Triggers has been enhancing the shooter's experience. Whether it's a local competition, a day at the range, or even the hunt of a lifetime, setting the standard in aftermarket triggers, Timney is now producing more than 170 models of triggers for bolt-action rifles, shotguns, AR rifles, and semi-automatic rifles. Proudly made in the USA since 1946. Find your new trigger at TimneyTriggers.com. Perhaps more than any other landscape, wetlands embody the life-giving abundance that nature has to offer. And perhaps more than any other organization, Ducks Unlimited is working to ensure that our continent's wetlands not only survive, but thrive for generations well beyond this one. The time is now to band together. The time is now to rescue our wetlands. Six Hours P365, America's number one selling gun, features magazine capacities of 10 plus 1, 12 plus 1, or 15 plus 1, and is available in multiple configurations, including the SAS with integrated bullseye sight, the XL with an extended 3.7-inch barrel, and the XL Romeo Zero with the Romeo Zero micro red dot sight. The P365 is easy to shoot thanks to an ergonomic design and clean, crisp trigger. Six Hour, never settle. Yesterday, we were out at the range with some neighbors and friends, and uh, oh man, we had several different guns. I had a revolver, a 357 Magnum, three inch barrel, and I also had a 1911. And one of my good friends wanted to shoot the 1911. It's a, it's a very nice custom shop gun. It was one of those deals that's very interesting. He got all lined up, and he, this is a good shooter. And pulled the trigger for the first shot. And after it went off, very faintly, he's about, oh, I don't know, seven yards from me. I can hear him giggling. (laughs) It's like, oh, my goodness. When you have a great trigger and a 1911 that just shoots well, it was just like, he couldn't stop smiling the whole time he was shooting it. It was so much fun. 
And then um, I did a demo, and I'm, I'm going to pass this along to you, something you might want to do occasionally, particularly if you're an instructor, but if you're just teaching people, um, with a revolver, shooting a magnum revolver especially, because you get a much more impressive display with it. You know that with a revolver, you have the cylinder and then the barrel, and there is a gap. It's a very small gap, but there's a gap between the cylinder and the barrel. And when you shoot it, gases escape out of that gap in almost a 360-degree circle. And they come out fast. And you go, yeah, okay, there's gases out there. So here's the demo. You can try this sometime. You take a piece of paper, basically fold it in half or crease it, and lay it over the top of the revolver, over your hand, over the top of the revolver, but not past the muzzle. So the muzzle is sticking out. So there's no doubt where the gases are coming from. And then you fire a Magnum revolver with this piece of paper laying over the, the gun. It could be a target, it could be a piece of paper, it could be whatever. And it will blow the paper to confetti. It is so impressive and so startling. Actually, people asked me to do it twice yesterday when I did it. And the point of that being, occasionally you will see people wanting to hold a revolver and put one hand, like maybe with a thumb sticking out past the cylinder, where the thumb would be caught by that blast. And if you're shooting light loads, maybe you just get burned. But if you're shooting heavy loads, it could come pretty close to cutting your thumb off with that hot gases. So when you're wanting to do a little safety demo out there that really gets people's attention, you might just try the uh, the paper over the revolver deal. It, it's, like I say, it is impressive. Over on Twitter, and by the way, um, I would encourage you to follow me on Twitter, not because I get an ego deal out of it, but because I use it as a, a news aggregator site, okay? I am at Gun Talk on Twitter. What do I mean by that? I find stories and I post them on Twitter. And if you are watching that, then you become very well informed on everything that's going on on gun rights. And so I'm putting things on there usually two or three times a day. I'll have articles up there that you could click on, you could read. Just interesting information so you could become more informed. But uh, John over on Twitter writes just a minute ago, Tom, I wonder if you could discuss inherent accuracy of cartridges. Does inherent accuracy really exist? Or is there really just accurate firearms? This is a term I have heard used for many of my long years around firearms and still hear it used today. That is a great question. You will hear people say, well, that is a particularly accurate cartridge. Hmm. Is that possible? Or is it just that those cartridges are generally used in more accurate rifles? Well, it's a little bit of both. But there most definitely are more accurate cartridges. Uh, if you go all the way back to the PPC cartridges, the Pendle Palm cartridges that were used in bench rest shooting, when those came along, they just were, and, and we're talking about bench rest shooting, some of the most accurate guns in the world. So all the guns were accurate, but the people who developed the PPC cartridges were simply beating everyone else because the cartridges themselves were more accurate. Well, what did we learn from that, and how do you benefit from that right now? What we learned is that a 
shortish, fatish rifle cartridge or bottleneck cartridge with a sharper shoulder on it tends to be more accurate. Hence the um, the short fat magnum cartridges that you see, the Winchester short mags, the Remington short mags, some of the Ruger fat cartridges you see, they all are designed around that concept. And actually, when you think about it, it kind of goes back to the P.O. Ackley cartridges of the Ackley improved cartridges. I just got a, a 280 Ackley improved rifle. I'm having some fun with that thing. So Yes, there are accurate cartridges as well as accurate rifles. Uh, let's see here. We got enough time. Uh, Greg in Arizona on two. Greg, what's going on here? Hey, Greg, you there? Go ahead. Oh, we had him. We don't. We must have a bad cell phone there. Greg was asking about uh, some of his frangible ammo won't eject the rounds. Uh, and but his uh, Saint 300 AAC or 300 Blackout works with regular ammo. Typically, the frangible rounds use lighter weight bullets, uh, centered, uh, powdered, you know, metal that is pressed together to form bullets. It's lightweight. It's entirely possible that with a shorter barrel, if it is the pistol version. Uh, you just don't have enough energy to work the bolt. So with a lighter weight bullet, you, you just don't have enough energy. You could change the uh, buffer tube. You can change things up. You can make it run that way. Now, it may end up that you have it run well with frangible ammo, and it won't run run well with the other ammo, with full ammo, full-powered ammo. Uh, one of the reasons that people kind of like piston uh, guns, because you can change the piston settings on those. But it's very possible that that's what's going on, Greg, is that, you, that you've got lighter weight bullets with your frangible ammo, and that's causing it not to run well. You might just take a look at, uh, and I'm not exactly sure, again, as I say, I don't play a gunsmith either here or on TV, but it may be that a different uh, buffer tube or a different setup might make that run better. You know what? And I guarantee you, you can do an internet search for it because it's all right there. 866-TALK-GUN. That'll get you in here. What's on your mind? What have you been shooting? All right, back with you. 866-TALK-GUN if you'd like to join me. Hey, I'm Tom Gresham. And by the way, if you uh, want to see some of the other things we do, you can go to guntalk.com and look at the other things. You can also find our videos on, oh my gosh, YouTube, Facebook, Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, pretty much anywhere you can find videos. We're there. Just look for Gun Talk, okay? Also, I would, uh, I would suggest that if you would, like us, follow us on Facebook. We're doing an awful lot of live videos where you can participate in the conversation. We're doing a lot of things inviting and educating new gun owners over there. And, of course, you can always go back and look at those videos later because we post those everywhere. So uh, take a look. Yeah, Facebook, just look for Gun Talk or Gun Talk Media, wherever you can see videos out there. Again, our number is 866-TALK-GUN or Tom Talk Gun. Uh, line 5, Sam's with us out of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Hello, Sam. What's happening down in uh, southwest Louisiana? Well, it's warm. 
humidity's a little low, so we are all right. <laughs> okay. Hey, if you got low humidity, that's unusual. Go with it. Yes, sir. Uh, what on, uh, I was asking, uh, I got one of Mac 90. It's mm-hmm. Chinese made, but it comes out of Florida, according to mm-hmm. the stock here. Um, and it shoots 7.62s. And I was just curious where I could get some ammo for it. Well, yeah, it shoots a 7.62 by 39 round. That's the same round as in the AK-47. Uh, right. Have you looked around That's locally? Chinese, Chinese made or AKs. Yeah, have, have you looked around locally for that ammo? Uh, I have not. I have not. Everything, uh, they had me locked down. It was, uh, not quite totally, but I haven't made it to the stores. Well, and that is a very common uh, round. You should be able to find it. The only problem you've got to run into is that there's been such a run on guns and ammo. A lot of places are in short supply. But uh, I think if you start looking around and go to some of the major gun stores around, you'll be able to find 762 by 39 ammo. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I needed okay. to know a little info on that. Uh, sure. I will check around with them because... Um, I did check two and nothing was happening, but I was yeah. just curious yeah, it, in it, case it, there was something yeah, online. To. Well, yeah, um, there, you could buy. You know what? Go to Brownells. B r o w n e l l s. Brownells dot com. I just checked, and they have seven six two by thirty nine ammo. You can buy it there. They'll ship it to your door. Good to go. Brownells dot com. Okay. Oh, I sure appreciate it. Let me ask you one more thing. You I got a P thirty eight. My uncle gave to me at, before he passed. Um, uh-huh. He got nineteen forty five. It's the uh, Luger style, mm-hmm. and I was told that I can't shoot like any nine millimeter in it. It has to be a Walther. Mm, more than likely, it's a standard nine millimeter Parabellum or nine millimeter Luger, but. If you were told it's something different, what I would do is I'd be I'd take it to a gunsmith and have them take a look at it and see if they can see if they may even need to make a chamber cast where they make a cast of the chamber and find out exactly what the caliber is. I mean, the odds favor it being just a standard nine millimeter Luger, but it's possible it could be made in something else because they did have variants. Uh, so I would have well. a gunsmith take a look at that and see what you find out. The thing that came to my mind, it was probably one of the, uh, the Hitler Youth uh, guns, mm-hmm. you know, because they weren't as prom- uh, as valuable as the regular, okay. as the officers. And that's, that's, that's how I would just want to ask. Sure. Yeah, I, w- I would say if you're at all uh, unsure about it, get it to a gunsmith, have it looked over. Ch- like I say, chances are it's a... Uh, a 9mm Luger, 9mm Parabellum, same cartridge. If it's not, a gunsmith can help you out with that. Hey, I appreciate the call. Sound like you got some cool guns there. All right, our number, 866-TALK-GUN. What are you buying? What are you shooting? And uh, what are your friends saying? Have you got any of your friends saying, hey, you're the gun guy. What do you, what do you think I should be buying? Maybe, maybe I ought to be buying a gun these days. Things are just a little uncertain. When you're the gun person in the community... People ask you questions. Well, so what are they telling you? 866-TALK-GUN.
looking for a place to shoot? The National Shooting Sports Foundation has a great website called wheretoshoot.org. It's the largest database of shooting ranges on the Internet. It's also a great resource for shooters where you can find video tips, printable targets, and a lot more. Find it online at wheretoshoot.org. And while you're there, download their free iPhone app. That's wheretoshoot.org. Hi, this is Tom Gresham from Gun Talk. America is losing critical wildlife habitat at a rate of one football field every hour. It's happening on the Louisiana coast, but it's critical to all sportsmen and conservationists. These precious wetlands provide winter habitat for more than 10 million ducks and geese annually, waterfowl that migrate north through dozens of states. Don't shrug it off. Get involved. You can help. Visit vanishingparadise.org. Attacks happen every day. How will you react? See real people put into real-life criminal attack situations on First Person Defender. Discover what works and what doesn't. Kidnapping, ATM robbery, home invasion, and other attacks. Learn how to save your life and the lives of your family. Get the entire first season on DVD at ShopGunTalk.com. Get prepared. ShopGunTalk.com. You can't shoot at what you can't positively ID as a threat. Count on Surefire's combat-proven illumination tools to defend you and your loved ones when it matters most. Designed, engineered, and precision machined for the ultimate in performance and reliability for more than 40 years. From the front lines to your front door, Surefire delivers the finest and most innovative tactical lighting solutions on the planet. Go with the proven performer. Go Surefire. All right, have a lot of fun during the break. We're talking about OG oh, whiz guns. Uh, yeah, eight six six talk gun. We can continue that conversation right now. Let's talk with Jackson calling in on line one out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Jackson, welcome back. How are you? Good. How are you? I am good. All right, let's give the recap here. You are twelve years old. Yes, I am. Okay, so you called a while back, asking about what to what to buy. So what'd you get? So. Um... Me and my dad talked about it for a while, and we decided to go with what you said, and we went with a full 16-inch rifle. So you got an AR-15 in 5.56 with a 16-inch barrel, which I I think is a better way to go than a pistol rig. It's got the now. Do you have the collapsible, adjustable stock on yours? Um, yes, we do have an adjustable stock on it. Yeah, that's perfect. That way you can make it fit you. It can Adults can shoot it and youngsters can shoot it. So, all right, now's your chance. You give me the range support. Tell me about this rifle and how do you like it? So, um, it has a magnifier on it with a, um, it's battery operated too, so it's got a little red dot on it. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like that, but... Um, whenever we went and shot, it was a little hard to see what we were shooting at. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I really liked the gun. It was fun to shoot. It was, it was just a lot of fun. Me and my dad both liked it. Um, um, I know it was a Red River Arms, Rock River Arms. Oh, Rock, Rock River Arms. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. 
And, uh, no, but we went out, shot it, and uh, had a lot of fun with it. It's a fun gun to shoot. You know, it's interesting, uh, and you probably have had people tell you this, and you know better. People will say, well, you know, that gun kicks a lot. They actually don't kick much at all, do they? No, they they are very, I would expect them to have a lot of recoil, but rifles do not have a lot of recoil. No, the 5.56 five, doesn't have much recoil, and if you're wearing good hearing protection and good eye protection, it's just comfortable to shoot. So what's your plan? What, what are you going to be doing? Just shooting us out of the range? Uh, can you repeat that, please? Yes. Are, are you going to be mostly shooting this at the range, or are you thinking about maybe using it for hunting? So um, that one I think we're going to use for the range mostly, mm-hmm. but we do have a VTAC 9mm rifle. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 not 9mm, 5.56-223. Um, okay. And um, we have a red dot on it. And we have a magnifier on it, and ah. we thought about bringing that to go hunt if we were to go hunt. You certainly could, and that would work just fine. Uh, I love red dots on ARs. They make life simple. And then being able to put a magnifier on it is probably a three-power magnifier, my guess. So, uh, I mean, that's that's a great way to go. It's very versatile. You can use the red dot for out to 100 yards, and if you need to shoot further, you have the magnifier for that. Well, I, I just think that's terrific. I appreciate you giving us a range report because yeah, a lot of people would be surprised to hear a 12-year-old saying, hey, I really like to shoot that AR-15, but once you shoot it, you get it. I mean, it's ergonomic, it fits a lot of people, and it doesn't have a lot of recoil. You're, you're going to have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, thank Good you, Tom, for letting me on. Absolutely, Jackson. Keep us posted. If you take that thing out hunting this fall, give us a range report after that, okay? Okay, I will. All right, thanks so much. Uh, that's Jackson. He's 12 years old out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. AR-15, yeah, that you know, that super powerful thing, except that it's not. <laughs> okay. Uh, line three, Dave, Rap- uh, Grand Rapids, rather, Michigan. He's got a great range report. Hey, Dave. Hey, Tom. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Hey, I, uh, I went out and picked up, well, I went to the gun store to go pick up one suppressor. I'm going to go buy a Silencer Co. Hybrid 46. Okay. And while I was there, I ended up buying a, also that one, and a uh, Sparrow Hybrid, or excuse me, a uh, Silencer Co. Sparrow 22 also. So you, you are a firm subscriber to our, our theory of the three most expensive words you can say are might as well. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you went in for one and ended up with three of them. <laughs> That'll be soon. Yeah, I just uh, I waited uh, 221 days for these two, and I uh, got them out to the range last weekend. I I, I took the call and uh, ran right down, and then waited for two hours to get into my gun store because um, hmm. of the lines. But I sure. uh, was able to get in and uh, brought my daughters out. I've got a uh, five-year-old and an eight-year-old daughter, and uh, they've been shooting for a couple of years now, and uh, they are. Loving the suppressor, uh, not having to wear ear protection—it's uh, been a blast. They've been shooting it out of a uh, out of a bolt action rifle and out of the uh, the Ruger uh, Mark IV pistol as well. Right. And are you using subsonic ammo? Uh, I am out of the rifle, and uh, I did find that uh, running standard velocity stuff out of a pistol, um, it still stays uh, subsonic yes. as well. Yeah, exactly, because there's not enough barrel length to get to the velocity to go supersonic. So, yeah, exactly right. Good, That's a good call. So, okay, so 
explain, because I did, I did this yesterday with a, an 11-year-old, and it's the first time he shot a suppressed rifle, a twenty two. Explain mm-hmm. what it's like when you use that as a training tool with the youngsters. Oh, it, it, takes, it takes all the fear out of shooting, the, the concussion of the shot. Um, you know, my children have been shooting for a while. They've shot thousands of rounds. But to see their eyes light up, my, uh, my oldest actually said, Dad, I think everybody should have one of these so it's not so loud when we shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, I, like to, I like to take you know, new, new shooters out to the range, and that was one of the reasons um, beyond mm-hmm. many to, uh, to get into the suppressor world. And, uh, yeah, this past uh, last six months or so, um, I brought a dozen new shooters out, and uh, two of them um, have both bought their first firearms. Um, both are in their uh, a little bit older in age, and uh, um, both are uh, brand-new firearm owners and uh, working with them and uh, practicing with them and teaching them safety you know, the main the main thing. Let me ask you, me. What's a, this is a significant step for somebody to take as an adult from going from not owning a gun to going out and shooting to then buying a gun. What was that? Kind of a short version, but what was the process? And I know you helped it along, but why did they do that? Um, they know they know that I'm uh, I'm a gun owner and uh, a shooter, and they you know asked me, hey, we'd like to we'd like to come out and do it. And both had gone out and shot a little bit with me, and then coronavirus happened, and then riots start happening, and they kind of said, hey. I think now's the time. I said, well, mm-hmm. you're actually already past that time, but yeah, sure, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Be- better late than never, right? Better late than never. But uh, yeah, they're both uh, both very excited about it, and uh, I'm excited to, to get them into the suppressor world as well and shoot some quieter guns. Well, as your daughter said, everybody should be using suppressors. It makes shooting so, so much more civilized. If the people <laughs> on the range with you, if everybody were using, using them, it would just be a more pleasant experience. I even had a guy next to me setting up, and uh, when we were out shooting those for the first time, we were shooting steel targets, and he came over and went, what are you guys doing over here? It is so quiet. I said, well, we're shooting a suppressor. So he had uh, two canes he was walking with, and he, he worked his way over to me, and uh, I, let him, I let him shoot 10 rounds through the pistol, and the, the smile on his face was, uh, was priceless. Well, you know, it was all 221 days I had to wait for him. Absolutely. Well, thank you. That's a great range report, and thank you for bringing up your daughter's right. I appreciate that, Dave. And for those who say, you know, well, you know, it's going to take a year to get the suppressor with the weight for the paperwork. Yep. So go ahead and put in the order now. Do like Dave. Once you're there, you went in to get one, you ended up getting three. You know, might as well, if you're going to wait a year, you might as well get three at the end of the year wait. And then you're going to get it. Once you get it, you get it. You go, wow, suppressors make all the sense in the world. It's civilized, it's comfortable. It really, truly is a great way to introduce people to the shooting sports. Quiet. We like it. I was uh, looking at a story out of Houston, trying to find the story right now, but I can tell you the story. Um, A lot of talk about police officers right now and what police officers do. 
And the problem is, it's kind of like I used to say about hunters. People who had a bad impression of hunters is because they saw the ones who were doing it wrong and the ones who were doing it right don't get much attention because you're in the woods, you're doing your thing. You're not out on the road getting drunk and shooting up signs. But if that's all you see, then that's what you think of hunters. And if all you see is the news reports on cops who are doing questionable or bad things, you kind of have an impression that maybe that's what they're all doing. So there's this trooper at a tire store in Houston. And you can see the video, the security video. He's sitting there on his phone waiting for his tires to be installed or whatever he's doing there. And there's a lady sitting at the table next to him. She's, I think I said she was 93 years old. And she had a bad tire, and she went in there to have the tire repaired. And the guy at the tire store came out and said, uh, ma'am, said, all your tires are shot. I mean, they're, they're literally falling apart. You need four new tires. And she said, well, I, I can't afford four tires. All I can afford is for you to fix that one, so just fix that one. It's interesting, you're watching the video, and you see the officer sitting there in his uniform, in the table next to him, and he looks up, he looks a little puzzled, and he looks over, and you can kind of, you can actually see on his face, see him thinking. And the officer gets up, the trooper gets up, and he walks over to the counter, talks to them, and then he leaves. And then the, uh, I'm going to have trouble with this. Uh, the clerk comes over and tells the uh, 93-year-old lady, he said, uh, your new tires are on your car. She said, well, I told you I couldn't afford those. He says, no, it's been paid for. The trooper went over there and paid the $600 for this lady to get a new set of tires out of his own pocket. The news story, the news station there tracked down the trooper identified him, put him together with the uh, the 93-year-old lady so she could thank him. Just sitting there by himself, no crowds, no news cameras, no anything else. He said, well, I, I thought that if she didn't get her tires fixed, then she would have a problem on the road somewhere and the tire would go out. That wouldn't be safe or she could get stuck somewhere. <sighs> So when you're trying to paint with a broad brush an entire group of people, it's never accurate and it's never fair. And the majority of the police officers out there, the law enforcement officers, got into it because they wanted to help people. And they do it at different levels and they do it in different ways. And sometimes they've got to be Sometimes you've got to be the hard ass because that's what the job requires. And if you're dealing with an officer, just remember, you don't know what the last call was. You don't know what the last thing was. So you might, you might want to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, and if you're pleasant and smile, even if you're getting a traffic ticket, you know, hey, you got the traffic ticket, you were speeding, it's okay. Give me the piece of paper. We'll pay the fine. It's not a big deal. We'll get over it. So just kind of a food for thought. Just remember that trooper sitting there over here in this, walking over, paying the $600 so this lady could have a new set of tires. 
for all of you who wear the badge, we appreciate you. We truly do. You may not hear it very often, but just so that you know. 866-TALK-GUN. When we come back, we're going to talk about becoming a firearms instructor. Maybe this is your year to get into it. 